Hey, this is David from You Can't Laugh at That. Just wanted to put a little disclaimer slash warning slash heads up that this episode of the podcast features a joke and a conversation that dives deep into an attempted suicide. And so if that's something that you're uncomfortable with right now, uh, just wanted to let you know. But the most important thing is that this is more of a story of someone who was in such a dark place, was able to get the help that he needed, come to terms with it, and use humor in a way that he connected it with other people to share a positive, uplifting message. Enjoy this episode of You Can't Laugh at That as we prove that you can laugh at mental health. Don't laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That. Who writes these? Huh? We should have this person locked up and looked at. Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Murs and David Horning on this week's episode. What's better, like me saying it in a way that's funny and demonstrably, that's a tough word to pronounce, is it demonstrably? Demonstrably? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that sounds worse. That, yeah, that's right, what it, yeah. it should be demonstrably, but demonstrably and better, and improved, and cured, you know? Not cured, yeah. but it, it, like you can see that I'm better. So... Is that more effective, telling it funny and, and 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 then showing them the results or just some doctor on a talk show going, hey, kids, it gets better. Don't make that choice. You know, yeah. like what what's the more effective fucking way to talk about it? I think my way. Hey, this is David from You Can't Laugh at That. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and if you found value in any of the episodes or if you've laughed even once, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. Now, these conversations we have with all these awesome comedians typically last about two hours. So there's so much footage we have to cut from every single episode and we hate that we have to cut it. And we don't want it to disappear into the ether, which is why we edit it together into exclusive clips. Some episodes, they're 15 minutes, a half hour of extra footage. Other episodes, it's a little bit shorter. Either way, if you enjoy listening to You Can't Laugh at That, join our Patreon for exclusive access. And thanks for listening to our podcast and supporting comedy, because no matter how weird times get, Remember that you can laugh at that. Welcome to You Can't Laugh at That, the podcast where we take topics you can't laugh at and we find ways to laugh at them in the never-ending quest to prove that anything can be funny. Joining Steve and I today, first of all, say hi, Steve. Hello. All right, good one. Uh, uh, Joining us today is (laughs) Brendan Ayer from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, formerly of... New York City, and uh, he is, uh, he's been on Seth Meyers. You can catch him on Sirius XM if you listen to that. He's been at JFL, and you can listen to his podcast, The Rad Dude Cast, with uh, You Can't Laugh at That alum Greg Stone and Anthony DeVito, 
Welcome to the podcast, Brendan. How's it going? Oh man, it's great. And Steve, I want to I want to shoot straight with you. That was a good one, you know. And I thought David said that a little facetiously. Yeah, but yeah. Said, the way you said you hello, did. I enjoyed it. I Thank thought you. that was a nice way of saying I, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. Well, it's see, I've I've heard it week in and week out. It's just like you know, work on the bit a little bit more, Steve. What? I'm just saying, you know, I've heard that bit over and over again <laughs> no, every no, week. No, what? What? <laughs> I love what I'm getting from Steve right now. I love this interview. It's going to be a good one. First of yeah. all, let's um, let's just, uh, I, I want to play the bit that you sent me. All right. Because I remember hearing that when you were at Hilarities and thinking, this is so fucking heavy, but it's so well done. Like, I laughed so hard. And it was interesting to watch the audience respond to it because I because I was there for a couple nights that weekend, yeah, uh, watching because because I, I mean I, I enjoyed watching you like working out material and that's that's what I was doing when cases were a little bit further down is I would go for a weekend and like yeah see how the headliner would progress as the, the material through uh, from uh, Thursday night to, to Saturday. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, it was cool to watch the reaction every night and like how you kind of tweaked it. I was talking to Chad Daniels and uh, he, cause he saw me do that material and was a big, when I first was a little nervous about doing it and was like a big supporter of it. Cause I haven't done it a ton. I kind of, st- this is quite, it was quite some time ago when I uh, had some real mental health problems. And then it took me a while to really want to get into it on stage. And then COVID hit. So I really haven't done it a ton on stage. I've done it more talking to people on podcasts and that sort of stuff, but I don't haven't really done that whole chunk on stage. But um, Chad, I was like talking to Chad about being nervous about take doing it on the road where it's like, you know, road crowds can be a little more less cerebral, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like, and he was like, dude, he's like, you got to remember like, if, if even if they're not laughing, if they're quiet, you're doing your job. Like, if they're listening, if they're quiet, it means they're interested. Like, they're they're being entertained. Like, that's okay. What happened was the um, blanket wrench it stretched out, and so I was just hung on the floor with my toes. But I had tied the knot really good. You know, I t- I couldn't go anywhere. Uh, and so I was standing, I was standing there hung for a little bit, and then finally I just had to be like, Mom! <laughs> Mom, I hung myself, but the blanket stretched right down the knot too good! And then she, she couldn't hear me, you know, so she goes, I'm on the phone! <laughs> so then I had to be like, so then I had to be like, okay, just wherever you get checked! <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, first of all, I apologize for the uh, quality. I just, I haven't had a chance with COVID and just kind of, kind of being kind of newly working on this mental health chunk. I haven't had a chance uh, to um, to get a good clip 
of, of some of this stuff and it's still a work in progress. So I don't really post like a lot of it. Uh, that was just a clip I had posted at TikTok, and it had to be edited down a little bit for time, I think. Uh, so if you didn't catch uh, what was happening, because I think the beginning was, got cut off there, uh, I hung myself. Uh, I think that was apparent, but if, if you didn't catch <laughs> that, uh, that's what happened. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the bit is like, um, it's uh, okay. First of all, like for me, I, I, I'm not a, um, teacher. I'm not a, um, philosopher, you know, like, like for me, everything has to be funny first. Like that's, that's, I, I just, I, I, I'm a stand up and that's what I want to do. So if it's not funny to me, then like, I'm not just going to tell something to fucking make a point, you know, like, but in hindsight, obviously attempting suicide was not funny at all to me or to my family at the time. In hindsight, it became funny. And the, 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 the reason I'm comfortable what makes me feel okay about uh, making light of my own suicide attempt is uh, that there is a point to it. And that is that like, and I do, I do a bit of the reason I put a warning on it on TikTok is because when I do it live, I kind of uh, more able to ease into it and kind of tell people the reason I'm, I'm making light of this, but it, you know, in TikTok, that's just going to slam up on your feed. And that's a whole nother story. People were furious that I put a warning on it. Uh, that was a whole argument on TikTok, but, um, uh what they what do you mean they were furious so, so that so that joke mm. kind of blew up a little bit on tiktok it has like 1.6 million views and the responses have been overwhelmingly positive but the two negatives that i get are people being like fucking snowflake culture this guy shouldn't have to put a warning on his video and it's like dude I don't have to put a warning on my video. Nobody <laughs> made me put a warning. I put yeah. a warning on it in case there's some dude whose fucking brother hung himself yesterday and is on TikTok trying to watch some girls twerk and doesn't want to hear a hanging story. That's why right. I put a warning on it. Like, because yeah. I fucking wanted to. Like, so shut up, you know? Like, it's, <laughs> everything has to be like, look what. Look what cancel culture has made this dude do. And it's like, no, I did. I chose to do that. Like, and I could have not chose to do it. I don't it, like, it's up to me. Get the shut up. And then the other, then there has been another negative reaction, which is fine, which is you can't joke about this, which is, that's the interesting one because that's the one where my initial instinct. Oh, let me go back to what I was saying. What I was saying yeah. was the, the, the purpose of that joke really behind being funny, you know, after being funny, the purpose of that joke is to show, and, and this is overwhelmingly the feedback I've gotten from, from telling that story on podcasts and being really open about that scenario and having been suicidal and attempted to, I've actually attempted suicide twice, but that was the funnier of the two. So I went with that one. Um, the feedback has overwhelmingly been, Oh, thank you so much for like, for, for, for sharing this and, and, and making me realize that it can get better. And that's the point of it. The point of it is the point of it is Jesus Christ. I'm so happy that didn't work 
because look at me now I'm up on stage telling jokes. My life is good. So if you're in that spot, guess what you, you, I know you feel hopeless. I know what it feels like. I've been there. It can change. It, it can change. It changed for me. Like that's the point of it, right? Like that's what I, that's why I want to talk about that because I want to show people like, but I do get, I do get it. Like my initial instinct when someone makes a comment, you can't fucking joke about that. You can't joke. That's not funny. And my brother died of suicide. You know, my initial instinct is to be like, fuck you, I can joke about whatever I want. You know, that's my initial instinct. But then I have to remember, like, why why are they feeling that way? You know, they're feeling that way because obviously, like, this triggered something in them that hurts, you know, that, like, this brought up a a painful memory or brought up something they fear could happen to them. Like, so, you know, I, 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 I do understand that reaction, but... You know, in the few conversations I've had, I don't really respond to comments, but when someone will message me, like I had someone very politely like message me and ask me to take that joke down and was like super polite and was like, this is why, like, this is not a funny subject. This people die from this, like, and was super polite, said he was a huge fan of my comedy. And I had a conversation with them and we just basically agreed to disagree and i was like hey man i i get it like i get it i totally get it that's why i put a warning on the tiktok version if you saw me live i would ease i would ease you into this it's also something i'm working out figuring out how to talk about but here's the reason i'm talking about it because i'm better because like look i still suffer from mental illness like i still you know i take medicine i have to do these all this shit and stuff but you know, I'm productive. I'm generally happy. I have a fiance. I have a kid, you know, like my life is good. And like that was coming from a place in 2017 where I put a fucking blanket around my neck and hung myself because I literally not because I wanted to die. I wanted to live desperately, but because I just wanted this horrific pain, mental pain to end so badly that I thought there was no other way. And, and now, and there was another way, you know, and, and that's the point of it. And so it's like, it's hard to argue with someone who just disagrees with that, you know, and I don't want to argue with them. I'm just, I'm, I'm allowed to tell it and I, and I'm going to tell you why I'm telling it, but like, I do get that side of it where you, you think that's a unbroachable subject. I just happen to disagree. Yeah. yeah, how do you how do you approach that with with somebody who says that? I mean, you said you had a conversation with them, you agreed to disagree, but you know, do you just you just tell them what you told us? Yeah, I just said, "Hey man, I said I said, listen, I totally understand that and I'm so sorry that that brought up um some really bad feelings for you, but um this I am sharing that story to show the world that you can get better, and I will also tell you that the response I've gotten from that joke, um, which was l- largely largely the biggest feedback I've gotten from, I shared that story on uh, the Girls Gotta Eat podcast, which is really has a really huge listenership, and um, and then that TikTok video kind of blew up a little bit. So that's where I've been getting feedback, and I told the guy, I was like, I gotta be honest, like the overwhelming overwhelming majority of feedback has been thanking me for sharing that and 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 making someone feel 
making someone feel okay or normal about their attempt or making someone who is depressed feel like, Hey, maybe, maybe there is hope like overwhelmed. Like it's uh, 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 by far, I've never had a joke and I don't, my, my comedy is pretty silly and goofy, you know, for the most part. So this is, it makes sense, but I've never had a joke that's gotten any type, any type of, um, people people that i don't know contacting me to this to the level of that joke and i should say to your listeners it's like it's like a it's a work in progress it's like that joke is kind the the suicide part is kind of the kind of the end of like i guess what's now up to maybe like a 15 or 16 minute chunk about long story short i've had mental health issues my whole life um, in 2016, my medicine changed and just everything stopped working. All my medicine stopped working and I kind of had a breakdown and things went to shit and, uh, kind of was institutionalized in and out of, um, psych wards and mental hospitals and all that shit. But, um, that's, that's, that's the, the basis of the chunk. Uh, yeah, but- no, you, you build up to it. Uh, cause if you were to start the whole bit with that, it, you, no one's yeah. on board, you know, right. You right. can't just be like, and now. Right. Yeah, it's hard to slip into anyway. Like, even as the chunk builds up, it's hard because I don't talk about a lot of serious things. Like, and it's just because, like I said, I talk about what I think is funny, you know? And, like, I tend to gravitate towards, like, absurdism, you know, and just, like, silliness. Like, that's what's mm-hmm. funny to me. And so it's hard to talk about like uh you know fucking lunchables or or like uh you know some some jack off joke and then be like okay now mental health time you know <laughs> like it's a yeah. it's a tough that's that's what i've been struggling with figuring out before covid i was starting to realize that it was working the best when I kind of just directly said it, when I was kind of just directly like, okay, things are, things are going to get a little bit more serious for a second now, but trust me, it's going to be okay. Just stick with me, you know, like just, just strip. Like I was avoiding doing that because I was like, that seems weird. And then I just kind of embraced it as like a, like, yeah, just tell them, tell them the tone is going to change. It's going to be fine. I'm in control. <laughs> like no, yeah, no, one, yeah. no one's gonna get hurt. Like, uh, and I don't know. I it's it it does it does make me feel bad when somebody is is negatively affected by it. But I think that the the a the 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 pros outweigh the cons by a lot. I think in terms of the response, and then B, I know my motivation for talking about it, a, and then see it is my story you know it did happen to me i did Mm. do that so i do have a right to talk about it you know like if you don't like it don't like it's funny that people on tiktok were mad about it's like i put a fucking warning on it for like five seconds (laughs) yeah yeah do we just not talk about it you know Uh I, it's right. more helpful for more people what you're doing the way you do it versus oh let's just keep this thing in the shadows because that's what we've been doing for so long as a society like mental health and and uh, you know suicidal thoughts and things like that like those are taboo so, so we just didn't talk about them it, right. it, the problem kept getting worse or like what's better what's better like me saying it in a way that's funny and demonstrably 
That's a tough word to pronounce. Is it demonstrably? Demonstrably? Demonstrably. Yeah, yeah. See, that sounds worse. That's where it should be demonstrably, but demonstrably and better, and improved, and cured, you know, not cured, but like you can see that I'm better. So is that more effective telling it funny and, 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 and then showing them the results or just some doctor on a talk show going, Hey kids, it gets better. Don't make that choice. You know, like what, what's the more effective fucking way to talk about it? I think my way, I'm not saying we shouldn't do both ways, but it's like, you know, like I'm literally a living example of like, hey, me trying to kill myself was a horrible decision. And I'm so grateful it didn't work out, you know, like yeah. so grateful it didn't work out. Like I'm so grateful I did it wrong. And I'm going to tell you about it. In case you're in that spot, you might see that now my life is good. You know, like, I, I don't know. The whole thing. Uh, yeah, I get a little frustrated with the with the with the people saying I can't do it because it's like I, you're missing the. I think yeah. you're missing the like. I don't know. I also yeah. have the whole country of. I I I, I sort of accidentally blew up on TikTok because I, I I went on I, I joined TikTok and uh, realized I liked it because I was so sick. Of, I was sick of social media and TikTok. I don't have to follow anyone. Like you, your jokes get put in front of people that don't follow you and then they can follow you. And it's just like, I just throw shit up there and go away. You know, I don't yeah. have to like, and uh, the whole country of Greece is furious with me for this joke. <laughs> I have a, I have a joke about um, when I ran a marathon, I ran a marathon one time and I have a joke about, um, how the marathon got its name and it's this the Greek messenger that ran from, from, from the battle of marathon uh, to deliver the news of the battle. And then he immediately dropped dead. And basically the joke is just like, I don't even do the joke very often anymore, but the joke is kind of like how it's ironic that we honor this man by running the exact distance, which killed him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just like yeah. kind of a slap. It, it goes on. It's not the best bit in the world, but anyway, the Greeks are fucking furious with inaccuracies in the joke. And there I am just the public enemy. Number one in Greece. And I'm so <laughs> close. Like I'm trying to be nice about it, but I'm so <laughs> close to being like motherfuckers. This happened in, 600 BC. It's a legend. If anything, this was written down before the Bible. No one agrees on even what this guy's name is. And you're telling me I'm dishonoring him and have the facts of the story wrong. And it's just like, yeah, right. (laughs) Right next to their, their Greek Orthodox Jesus painting is the dude dead on crumpled in a crumpled heap (laughs) on the ground. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, but but that's the thing though is like you you can't write jokes f- like you write jokes to make other people laugh sure but you can't write jokes for other people because there's gonna be somebody that doesn't like it. I'm now only writing jokes to offend Greeks. Yeah, that's that's my avenue right now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta work some uh, lines <laughs> yeah, in about yeah. about the Battle of yeah. Marathon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody uh, talks about the Battle of Thermopylae anymore. Yeah, yeah. baklava, more like shitlava. Am I yeah, right? right? <laughs> hey, how's that economy going over there? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we we had to send you Tom Hanks to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going back to what you were saying uh, to uh, about about your bit, I know you close 
the bit with that message with like saying, you know, I'm so happy that, that things are better now and, and that I didn't, that it didn't work. And if I remember, I think one of the shows, maybe a couple of the shows, you got like an applause break at that point where people yeah, were like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I think live it's, it had live is better because just throwing that clip up out of context, you don't quite get what, yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting, man, because some of the comics who I've like, you know, I've talked to guys who 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 do like kind of more serious storytelling stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm scared to kind of work on this stuff because like I'm at the point where, I, you know, I work these clubs and I and I, I have a good I make a good living. But like, I'm not a draw. I got to worry about coming back. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm if I'm at the Wichita Looney bin, I got to make sure I do well enough that I'm back next year. Like I need that on my schedule money wise, you know? So it's like, so I, I, I am scared to like veer from what I know is funny, you know, like the, the subjects I know is funny and the new jokes I know are funny to be like, okay, I'm going to try 20 minutes on mental health. And like, the, it's been really nice because like the guys who I know who kind of do more of that type of, of comedy have been like, what you're doing, you're, you're underestimating crowds right now because what you don't know is like where you, what you're not taking into account doesn't fucking matter like what your station in life is, what, where, what part of the country you live in. Someone you know or in your, or in your family or you has been impacted by uh, 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 mental illness. You know, like, like you're, you're, you're underestimating that fact. And I, and and once, once I was told that enough times, I started just not not being as afraid to do it. I realized it's so true. It's like, it, it, it doesn't really matter. People relate to it everywhere. Kind of like, it's not, I was underestimating crowds and thinking like, thinking like they don't want this serious shit. They're out for, you know, they, they got a babysitter there for their one night out a month. They're there. They don't want to hear depressing shit. And it's like, no man, like if it's funny enough, mm-hmm. they're, they want to hear it, you know, like they're, right. it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not up there talking about fucking science, you know? Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's, it's this type of science, but uh, I'm not like, explaining science or something boring, you know, it's, I'm mm-hmm. telling a story. So. Right. And like you said, would they rather hear it from some boring like doctor on a talk show or, yeah. you know, d- d- hear it from you? I mean, yeah. you can, you know, the, the old, the old adage of, uh, you know, if you want to make a point, tell a story, but if you want to make several points at once, make them laugh. And right. That's what this is. It, yeah. You know, it does have that impact. Cause when you laugh at something like you remember that more than if somebody were to tell you, Hey, you'll get through this. Just, right. you know, <laughs> it's right. better. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'm going to do another, I, I want to do a joke and this one. I feel weird about because not really my experience, but I kind of want to do another suicide joke. And I think it's goofy enough that it's fine, but like, uh, the world record for, uh, the high dive is 192 feet, but there's a guy that, uh, attempted suicide off the golden gate bridge and lived. And I feel like 225 feet is 225 feet. Like it shouldn't matter what you're going for. You know what I mean? Like that's, that guy deserves the world record if you ask me. Uh, but so I'm working, I'm going to do a bit on that. 
that actually that was the bit. So uh, that's all I have so far. But yeah, it, the, the form doesn't matter. He's still. <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Yeah. He jumped 35 feet t- higher than that other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, give him the fucking award. He'd uh, probably use it. Right? Give him a little uh, <laughs> something to, to make his day a little bit better. He needs it. Yeah. He needs it just because he didn't do this first. Right. Yeah. Just because he wasn't <laughs> wearing a Speedo and some tape. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, the splash was big. It's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking height, not score. Okay. Yeah. You can't laugh at that. With that bit, when did you decide to start doing it? Like what made you think to yourself, oh, this this can be a bit. Like this is funny. Oh man. Well, I think as soon as I kind of came to grips with the fact that I could do comedy again, I mean, not not to get too into like just being a mental health podcast, but like, I mean, that, that happened in uh, June of 2017. And I was essentially out of comedy until totally out of comedy until the spring of spring of 2018 and and for the next probably five months after that happened i really thought i would never have any any type of productive life and that so that's the other thing like if people come up to me after shows and really want to have a discussion about mental health or something like that i tell them i'll talk about like yeah man it's a fucking process like that you gotta just keep keep at it like because it it doesn't change overnight you know like i took me a long time like i i basically kind of was like got to the point where i was like all right well i'm i'm uh, um i'm you know a invalid you know i'm i can't i can't go outside of my anxiety ridden i live i've moved into my parents attic like i'm fucked i'll never have a job a girlfriend anything again you know mm-hmm. like i had come to that point so i wasn't even really thinking along those lines of ever like I was like hoping that I could work at a grocery store at some point you know like like that I could like get back into the workforce in some way and um so once I kind of got better to um when I say get better I should say like you know, I, I, I'm bipolar and I, I struggle with, with anxiety and depression and like, I still struggle with it, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not cured and I never will be. And that's okay. Like I, I, um, I, I, I take medicine. I do the things I, I need to do. I talk to the people I need to talk to and I manage it. And it's like, there's plenty of people with fucking, terrible conditions in this world and they manage it and they have great lives. You know, there's people that can't see, there's people that have to take insulin twice a day. You know, there's all sorts of, you know, there's, uh, there's people in wheelchairs, you know, it's like in the, in the scheme of things, I'm very lucky to have the life I have. So, um, uh, it's fine, but yeah. So I, I never, I didn't think of it. I wasn't even like thinking of jokes during that time, which was for the first time in 10 years, I had been, I stopped thinking of jokes. Like I was, I wasn't even looking at things in a, in, in light of like, is this something I can talk about 
in a funny way. You know, I, I, that was gone. There was nothing was funny to me in my life. And, uh, but as soon as I, as soon as I came back, as soon as I started to slowly resume comedy and kind of get back on my feet, I knew that that would, that the whole experience I didn't know which parts of it, but I knew the whole experience of kind of having this sort of complete mental breakdown. I knew that there were many funny moments in there in with the benefit of hindsight. They're funny, you know, like I knew that I would talk about that and that I would mine that for material. And I still do have some aspirations to, to make it into a one man show at some point, you know, like I'm just, that's just not my strong suit. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm more, I'm much more of a joke writer than I am a storyteller. Um, but you know, it's, it's something I'm working on. So, um, I would like to kind of weave the whole story in with some other, you know, some, maybe some aspects of my, me being sober. And like when I first initially kind of was diagnosed, it just, I have a grander idea for it at some point, but who knows if that'll happen or not. But yeah, as soon as I got back into comedy, I knew at some point I was going to start mining that material, mining those experiences for, for, for comedy. Right. And, and you talk about, you know, getting that hindsight perspective of it. I think that's something that you offer people who are struggling with it or know somebody who, who are struggling with it. When you tell that joke too, uh, because when when they see that somebody else has made light of it or, or found the humor in it and been able to laugh at it, that just offers a new perspective. That offers that sort of even if they're currently going through it, just the idea that oh, this like there is more to it than what I'm going through right now. It just it, I feel like it expands the picture. Yeah, I, yeah, it's um, it's just so hard to see when you're in it, man. Yeah, it's so hard to see when you're in it, and. Uh, so I hope, I hope it, it can, that's what I hope it does. And it's like, you know, I'm already, I'm already done. Like, like in terms of doing what I would want from it, I've already gotten enough messages from like going on a few bigger podcasts and, and, and that TikTok video, I've already gotten enough positive messages where I'm like, well, whatever fucking happens with that, that material, that was worth it. Yeah, because it made people laugh, and I've gotten in the hundreds of messages of of thankful messages from people that suffer from similar illnesses to me, and so it's like that's already like paid in full, you know. Mm -hmm. Great, like anything else is a bonus at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, one person's experience now uh, just even impacting two people, like you've you've done well, yeah. with it. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, now the bit itself in, in writing the the jokes for it uh, itself, like uh, there there's a little bit of like I don't want to say silliness uh, yeah. with like yelling down to your mom uh, yeah. that 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 evokes memory that evokes a connection in everybody because yeah. you know for the most part when you yell down to mom it's like mom like what right. like, come yeah. help me with homework yeah. or whatever yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah. So. And it's, 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 it's like with a lot of jokes, with a lot of our jokes, with a lot of my jokes, at least, you know, there's some people that are real sticklers, but for me, it's, it's what I call a comedian's truth. Like that, that, the way I tell it is not um, exactly how it went down. Like what, you know, if I'm being honest, 
uh, I yelled for my mom. She couldn't hear me. She never yelled. She was on the phone. I eventually got the knot off. That's the real story, you know, but it's like close enough that I'm going to, I'm spicing it up a little bit to make it fun. You know, like, yeah, the, 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 uh, the, uh, those are the parts that are okay to lie about. It's, it'd be a little weird if I was like, I never hung myself, but I did once yell to my mom, you know, but but adding the, adding her yelling, she's on the phone is like, I'm fine with juicing that up a little bit, you know, like, cause that's just, that's just funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that did happen. I yelled for my fucking mom because I was like, Jesus Christ, I just tried to kill myself and it didn't work, you know, and I'm mm. stuck on the floor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know who doesn't like that joke? My mom. I'm sure. It did not really occur to me. It did. I'm, I'm so dumb. It did not really occur to me that like I had been like, mulling it over in my mind so much and like making that experience okay and like silly you know that it didn't occur to me how like brutal it probably was in my mom's memory of like driving her son to the emergency room because he hung himself from his neck like and she like parents they uh they don't watch a ton of my comedy like they're very supportive of my comedy but they're not like um, I'm always weirded out when someone's like, my my parents come to every show. And I'm like, that must be weird. But like yeah. they don't, but yeah. they were they were in uh one of the very first times I did that joke. My parents, my brother lives in Chicago, and my parents were in Chicago visiting my brother, and I was doing a one-nighter on my way out to some other club, and I did that material. My mom was crying, and mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, dude, I should have. I should have, I would have still done it, but I would have talked to her ahead of time. Cause like, it didn't, it didn't occur to me like, Oh, this is something that's been on my mind. Like, like thought through, like made silly, all that to her. It's just this fresh wounded memory of like her son trying to kill himself, you know, like it's not Mm -hmm. funny. Um, but, uh, you know, also, you know, she needs to grow up a little bit. Okay. If you're going to come, if you're going to come out to the comedy club, get ready to laugh lady. Yeah. Right. This, this doesn't get a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I built to the bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You knew what was going to happen. Mom, you were there. All right. It's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> uh, that's why that, that is something that we don't, you know, take into account. Yeah. Too much, but you know, again, like is, <laughs> Is mom going to make or break whether a joke works or not? Yeah. <laughs> um, so in other cases, like how has being able to laugh uh, kind of helped you? I mean, because you say it's a process and it is a right. process. Like, right. you know, this isn't like, a, oh, if I have this thought or if I do this one thing, like, oh, if I meditate on Tuesday, right. it's going to be better. Like, right. That's not how it works. So right. is there like a... a a way that you find the humor in things when you start to feel like oh just like man i like like i said like i honestly thought i'd be lucky if i could get and if i could if i could get into a state of health where i could do any job like any job 
any fucking job in the world. Like I really thought I was permanently disabled. That's I had this, I had, I basically had this crippling, crippling, crippling anxiety that went along with my depression that I just couldn't leave the house without kind of being in a panic attack. So, Mm. um, so there's this amazing joy in being able to come back to the, this profession that is such a fucking lucky profession to have to tell jokes for a living. It's like stupid. It's a stupid job, you know, like it's not even a job and it's, it's great. Like, so there's this joy every day of being like, God damn it. Like I made it back to this, like, and, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I recorded an album when I came back, that album has basically been paying me all through COVID, you know, which has been amazing. And it's like, it's just all these things that are like the, the, the distance I've come from where I was mentally, like thinking in, in terms of thinking what I would be able to do is just so man it it's unbelievable to me and so yeah there's like a there's this man you feel free you feel free cuz it's like i don't give a shit if this joke bombs i thought i was never going to be able to leave my parents attic you know like i don't give a fuck if i don't get uh, a, co- a comedy central half hour suck my dick you know i hung myself you idiots like what are you going to do to me you know like yeah. i don't it's just it's freeing it's so freeing man cuz it's like it's it, it put everything into perspective of like oh geez like things are good you know like you know i don't need i don't need uh I don't need the industry or the, you know, I, I, you know, of course you need money to eat and all that. And that's all I really want, you know, like support my family, tell jokes. It's great. Yeah. Right. And like you were saying, I mean, you don't have to be in a big market. You can just with now with, with the internet, I mean, you can put your album on dozens of platforms and people pay money for it also very good album it it was it's a lot of fun to listen to oh thanks man i appreciate it yeah desiree uh for those of you listening definitely check that out it's on spotify and itunes and everywhere you can get albums amazon i'm sure um i'll I'll just give you one if you want to call me you can't laugh at that you can't laugh at that is brought to you by water cooler comedy now, for too long, we've been asking the question, should work be focused on work or fun? But Mark Twain once said that work and play are two words used to describe the same thing under different circumstances. So my point is that we're asking the wrong question. Instead of asking, should work be work or fun? The question should be, how can we make work fun? Whether it's a keynote speech, a half-day workshop, a 90-day consulting program, a customized corporate comedy experience for you and your team as you try to figure out how to reboard, how to get back to work after working virtually for a year. Why humor in the workplace? Well, studies have shown that humor builds resilience. It allows us to adapt to problems more quickly, more creatively, and more correctly. It allows us to adapt to problems more quickly, more creatively, and more collab... I can't say collaboratively. (laughs) 
It allows us to adapt to not being able to say collaboratively correctly. Because not only does laughter make us feel better, it makes us work better too. So why not make work the time and place to laugh? Check out watercoolercomedy.org. That. When did you start doing comedy? Did you start in Cleveland or did you? Yeah, I started in Cleveland. Uh, basically, uh, me and Ramon Rivas did, uh, uh, we each did, I think, a little something before, but we pretty much started on the same day at the Bella Dubby open mic, which at the time, so Bella Dubby was a little. It's Taco Tantos now, and they okay. have an open mic there, too. Okay, so yeah. it was a little coffee shop in Lakewood, and um, at the time, Jim Twos was hosting the open mic. I can't. I don't know who started it. It may Pope might have started it. So that was really where I would hit up. I would do, um, I would do a fair amount of stuff at, like, um, the Euclid Tavern, you know, because I was over on the east side. The Grog Shop, I did a few things at the Grog Shop, but stuff wasn't really happening at the Grog Shop at that time. I never, before I moved, I never was really in at Hilarities. Um, I would do, you know, I was kind of just doing those 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 Lakewood open mics, really. And there, there wasn't nearly the scene it is now. It was still, it was still a good scene. It was a decent scene. But I also did not stay for long at all because I started late. I was not, not, not too late. I don't have a problem with it, but I was, I was almost 28 when I started. And so I like very quickly was like, okay, I'm bad. You know, I, I know I'm bad because I'm new. I know I'm bad, but I think I'm really good for like, for being bad. I think I'm like, really good for how bad you're supposed to be at this point. I'm going to move to New York. And I just, I moved to New York like six or seven months in, you know, and, uh, uh, it was, it was a tough learning curve, but I I was glad I did it, man. You just, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with staying or going, but man, I just, you're just thrown into just kind of a wolf den of, of fucking, the best open micers from every city in America. And you just got to like, got to figure out a way to stand out. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it just, you just would be, uh, you'd be at the same open mics every night with the same comics, you know? And it was like, so if you weren't writing, everyone knew it was like, a, it was more of a system of accountability mm-hmm. where you couldn't just go up telling the same jokes. Cause it, you, you'd look like an idiot. Now, does that does that hamper the ability to work out one specific bit? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, like until yeah, a little bit. Like it's a tough system. Like until you start getting booked on actual shows, there it is kind of hard because that first year, and it's changed a little bit now. A little bit now, most of the people coming now are kind of coming they sort of already know a lot of people when i was coming it was like everyone coming didn't know anyone and you kind of had to build your way up and uh um so before you were getting booked on shows it was kind of hard because it was like uh, you, you were there's all this pressure to do new all the time but at the same time you couldn't like perfect a bit you know but eh, it worked out it works out yeah 
Yeah, I did sketch when I lived out there. I didn't start doing stand up until I moved yeah. back to to Cleveland, and it was yeah. a few years. But uh, I mean, that was a. I mean, that was a. Like, if you were doing improv, you had to get up and you had to at least rehearse every day because you could tell, like, you know. Right. And and I use that to kind of motivate me too. Now, even though I'm in Cleveland, it's like, you know, if I'm not writing or if I'm not at least like you know, going back through old bits or working on some level, like somebody else is going to pass me. And that's right. like that, you know, you got to have, you can keep, you can maintain that mentality, even if you're not in one of the big cities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was kind of my like thinking moving is like, okay, I've established these habits. I know how I work. I know, like, I know what, what I need to do to work. Time to go fucking live where I want to live, you know, which is mm -hmm. not, not New York city. Yeah. Uh, would you say, uh, to an extent that, that comedy is therapy for you? Mm. I know that's like a kind of a cliche, you know, no, I know, stand -up I know, is my no. therapy, but mm, no, levels I, I don't think I would. I don't think I, well, like, no, I wouldn't. I, it's, it's, it is what it, I think what it is, is a little bit of like, um, it's less therapy. It's less working stuff out and more just um, validate. It's more validating, yeah. you know, that, that feeling of going up there and doing well and being like, I gave these people, I, I gave these people what they came here wanting. Like mm -hmm. they're laughing at me. They're telling me I'm okay. Like, this is nice. This is a nice feel. It's more just like a, it's more like getting into a hot tub. It's like a pleasure. If to me, it's just like a pleasurable, like good, validating, nice feeling. More than I guess. So I guess that yes, that's a type of therapy. Now that I talked it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's. I mean, that's what's helped me. Like I'm, you know, I. I mean, I haven't gone through what you've gone through with with uh, mental health, but I mean, everybody has anxiety and I used to just kind of, I used to suppress it. But now I, if I have an anxiety attack, like I try to get on stage as soon as possible and then just and like have a couple things. Cause I like to, uh, I like to manifest i like to like bring my thoughts out because when when you're going through something like that you're not thinking clearly right you're not you're you're you know the thoughts that, that go through your head are, are pretty absurd uh you know you wouldn't think those things if you were had just having a regular day and so i tend to riff on those on stage and like getting laughs uh about those kind of creates that connection that like i'm not the only one that that has had those thoughts or that has experienced that yeah um but I think, you know, when people say that stand-up is therapy, it's like, it's not therapy. Actual therapy is therapy. Uh, it's it's yeah. that, like, short-term uh, good feeling, you know, the endorphins right. and, and things like that. Yeah. But actually go. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, you, yeah. you got to go to therapy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's always those guys that say that. No, stand-up's therapy. It's like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah. I've seen you. I've seen your behavior. Stand-up yeah. Not therapy. Also, it's not drug rehabilitation. So you've got to you've got you've got to get on both those trains. Right. Yeah. Right. That's like uh, you can have the positive thoughts, but you got to like do the action. Like you got to do something to go with it. Otherwise, yeah. you're just wait. It's just a waste. Yeah. Um, it's, all, it's always funny to me, man. Like 
people, people, people would fucking, people are so like, and I'm fine, man. Anything that gets people talking about stuff, I'm okay with it. People are so willing to like try and cure you. Mm-hmm. When like, first of all, I'm already doing really well. Like I'm, I've got my situation uh, controlled nicely and like things are going well. But like the things people will say after show, like, Oh, have you ever have you ever tried jogging? And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, dude, I got fucking electroconvulsive therapy. They shocked my brain seventeen times. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I never thought of going for a run in the park. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought it up. Like, it's like I wish I'd have known that yeah, before I, I paid I, all the money. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I wish I would have <laughs> taken that into consider. It's like, yes, I've tried fucking exercise you idiot <laughs> but uh yeah i mean and the truth is exercise is one a big part of like what keeps me healthy now but um this idea that people come up to me and just suggest it as a alternative to everything else i have to do is have like, you tried turmeric yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know apple cider vinegar a shot a day could really do wonders <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly the kind of shit and you're like Man, they electrocuted my brain, you dickhead. I've tried everything. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the first option. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. I didn't jump straight to that. <laughs> it's go, like, I feel a little sad. Let me go 100%. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what other people's perception of it, too. Uh, that's that. That is that is like ripe for material. I mean, there's so much that I'm sure that you, you know, people have, have come up to you and suggested like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I, and like, I mean, we've been talking a while, but like, yeah, I, I, cause I also, I also am like, I don't know if I was doing it that weekend hilarious, but I also am like wanting to, I want to talk about the electroshock therapy because that's a thing that has a really bad rap. That's a very, it's like statistically a very effective treatment and it just Mm -hmm. is considered barbaric and it's not, it's not barbaric the way they do it now. And it's a very effective treatment, but it's, it's just, it's just really weird because Mm -hmm. anyone you tell it to is like, they, they don't do that anymore. And you're like, well, they did it to me, so <laughs> that I went to a real weird hospital. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got pranked pretty bad then. Uh, <laughs> like, like between the two of us, I think I know if they still do it. Uh, but I think yeah. they probably imagine it like Clockwork Orange or something. Oh, exactly. No, they imagine yeah. it exactly like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, like biting a leather strap, like whole body convulsing, and it's like, <laughs> no, they put you under, and it's effective. It's very effective, and it, but I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about it because it didn't work for me, um, and so I don't want to like give it a bad rap because I saw people in the mental hospital like just cured just fucking lives changed from it so i don't want to like give it a bad rap because it didn't exactly work for me but um uh yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a weird thing man yeah, but that's uh, that's one of those things where like not everything is going to work for everybody right 
you know, when, when comics give advice on this show, you know, that's what worked for you or right. what didn't work for you. And it might work great for somebody else. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not really giving it a bad rap. It's yeah. I mean, Gol- I mean it, it worked for Goldman, his bit about that, uh, which the great depression, right. uh, it was, it, the, he, I don't want to say he like, made it okay but he really did like that that whole album just around that experience that he yeah. had with depression was was uh really well done i don't know i don't know what your thoughts are on it well i i love gary and uh i uh i gary i think is one of the greats i deliberately will not listen to that album because i'm working on so much similar mm-hmm. stuff. I don't want to pollute my brain with uh, possible ideas that then might leak in later into my ideas. You know, do you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a little weird about that where I'm like, okay, if I know somebody's doing the same subject matter as me, I don't want to hear it because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want any chance of it influencing the way I it's it's like okay I know I'm not going to just outright steal it that's not the kind of comic I am but I don't want it to leak in or or influence the perspective yes yes. unique yeah yeah exactly like I want I want to make sure I maintain my view on it and like and Gary's so good that I'm like I don't I don't want to I don't want to be I also don't want to get um Cause I get in my own head about stuff. I don't want to watch it and be like, well, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't, mm-hmm. my shit's not going to be that. So why am I even fucking talking about, you know, where it's like, right. no, there's no, it, 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 we, we each had our own experience, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, Gary's great. And I watch it someday, you know, I just, yeah. uh, I, uh, I, uh, yeah. And I'm, Avoid it for now. It's the same reason why I I, I don't really watch any. Uh, not the same reason. Similar reason I don't watch any Hedberg because Hedberg's my favorite ever. And but I will I will lapse into his cadence. Mm-hmm. I will do it. And if I if I watch it, I'll do it. And so I I just don't watch it because I I I I can I know that. I'm, I can be spongy and I can like some kid, there's this kid uh, in St. Louis, very funny, hosted for me at St. Louis Funny Bone, really funny dude, dark one-liners, had a rough time of it because a dark one-liner guy shouldn't host, but you have <laughs> right. to, you have to start, you have to start somewhere, you know, right. like, so like it just great one-liners. And he came up to me, he was like, dude, he was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'd like, I'd like your opinion on this. There's people, there's comics around saying I sound like Jezelnik. I don't know what you think. And I don't know what I should do about it. I was like, I was like, well, okay. First of all, you do. Second of all, do you watch a lot of Jezelnik? And he was like, yeah, he's my favorite. I was like, yeah, well, stop. And it's fine. Like you're not stealing his jokes. You're just slipping into his cadence. Lot, almost everyone does that in their first year or two. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I remember there was a time when I would hear tons of Attells. I would hear tons of Berbiglias. You know, uh, 
Pete Holmes, it would happen to a lot. Guys would do it. Pete Holmes, Cadence. Um, trying to think who else you hear a lot. Um, I don't know. But but yeah, it's like I was like telling him, like, yeah, dude, you're not stealing jokes. It's fine. Just stop listening to them. It'll go away and you'll talk in your own voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy how that stuff just kind of leaks into it, uh, into yeah. what we do. Uh, you're a lot of Hannibal Burris too. Right. Yes. Mm. Yes. A lot of yeah. like, yes, that was big. That was really big for a while. A lot of Hannibal. And like that's the thing. It's like people act like it's this horrible thing. And it's like, no, just stop listening to them. It's like how do you think a musician learns? They listen to other musicians, then try and sound like it. Like, it's not, <laughs> right, it's not they're crazy. Like, I've never heard of music before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, a, true. it's not a fucking crazy thing to have happening. Just don't steal jokes and stop listening to that person. Like, you'll be fine. Too soon. There's any number of ways to, to find the humor in this situation. Um, you know, the old tragedy plus time equals comedy kind of uh, that, that trope. Yeah, uh, but it, right. but it is true. You know, there are some people who right away are like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta get on stage, or, or I gotta find what's funny here." Yeah, uh, those are sociopaths. Right. Uh, I consider myself one of them. I'm, I'm. It's hard for me to to process other people's like depression because right now, you know, seasonal depression is a thing, and you know. Every once in a while, my girlfriend will, will, you know, say, I'm, you know, I'm feeling depressed. And like, my brain is like, oh, there's a joke here. But then I don't do it. I've learned not to. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, and that's to me is what's funny is my like inhumane reaction, like mental response to it. Um, yeah. So then I'll, then I'll shift to write about that. Um, so, you know, there are any number of ways to, to find the humor in this situation. Um so if you could give like any advice to a, an inexperienced comic, as far as like, if they want to write a bit about what they're going through, as far as, you know, their mental health, what, what would you say to them? Oh man. I, I honestly, I don't know that I'm that all that qualified to, to give you any advice on that. I, I would say, I, I would say like, I'd say the only, literally the only fucking thing that matters, the only thing that matters if you're, you know, less than four years in, just get up on stage as often as you can. And I know that's weird with COVID, but once this all, like, just get up on stage as often as you can, because I promise you almost every single bit you write you know, during these couple of first years, you're not going to end up keeping it, you know, like some of them you might, but for the most part, you won't just get up on stage as much as you can. And I wouldn't worry about, I wouldn't worry about trying to direct your writing towards like, Oh, I want to write about X. I want to write about Y. I would worry about letting what you think is funny, direct what you write. I thought, I thought this was funny. Okay. Write a joke about that. Don't set out to write a joke. I, I need to write a joke about the Capitol insurrection. Well, if there was nothing you found funny about it, watching the news or anything, you don't need to write a fucking joke about it. Like let, right. your, let, let your, your concept of what's funny guide what you write about. So in other words, if you have something that has struck you as funny, about mental health, your own mental health, uh, then go that go down that route. That's fine. But if there's not, and you just feel like you're needing to make a statement about it, I would say probably let the funny guide you first, and then you'll start finding funny in more and more things as you become more experienced. But then again, like 
David was saying, man, there's no fucking right or wrong answers in this thing. Like I, 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 I you can take my advice, not take my advice. I don't know if I, I don't know if the, the only thing I know is like, look, if you're, if you're, if you want to be good at the violin, you practice the violin all the time. Um, stand up. You can't really practice unless there's, there's a crowd there. Cause it's not the same thing. So get up as much as you can. That's the only thing I know is, is for sure helpful. Like that's the only thing I know is, is pretty rock solid advice. Other than that. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, 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 you also do have to work hard. Like it's not, uh, nothing. Uh, there are some lucky souls who are just naturally, blessed uh, with 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 the gift of uh of 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 being instantaneously hilarious i uh, um with not too much work but that that's extremely rare so uh you know work hard get up i wouldn't worry about too much else really yeah going back to what you were saying about uh writing uh uh for me it's all the my focus has always been just being like eliciting as much laughter as possible. I know that it like really boils down to like, not just making people laugh, but like just, or, you know, making people laugh as much as possible. Don't worry about like anything else. Like just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean that like, that's the job, right? You know, like that's what we're doing. We are trying to make people laugh and, 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 and sure. If you can get, you know, and and I think it's important to do that in a way that's true to ourselves. You know, like like I don't think any of the three of us are doing that in a way where we're like selling out our own, our own ideals or like you know uh, uh, saying saying something to make people laugh that we know is wrong or dis or disagree with. But but yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's like let let the funny guide you if you're new. Yeah. And then worry about the big stuff later on, you know, like you don't, you don't need a, 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 a you know, I, 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 I got, I got on television the first time with a joke about jacking off, a joke about uh what the fuck was that where did i open a joke about uh trimming my pubes a joke about uh a guy pronouncing radiator wrong <laughs> and that might have been it those might have been the three jokes that got me on tv for the first time so doesn't fucking matter what you're talking about like just make it funny you know like it doesn't mm -hmm. don't feel like you've got to tackle big subjects right off the bat because they're they are harder they are harder to make funny like the, that's definitely a fact they're not because you're going in in a hole you're going in with uh with the deck stacked against you a little bit because the audience is going to be a little uh a little uh, touchy about what you're talking about if you're taking on a deep subject. So if you're just starting out, man, just like like Steve said, just worry about laughs, man. 
Yeah, you, you, yeah. Sure, you can figure out calculus, but it's way, way easier if you've got algebra under your under your belt first. Yeah. That's like when I, it's kind of like I, I, I coach soccer when I, I used to coach kids and like I would get so mad because, you know, the United States, they ne- we, we never produce any pure goal scorers. And it's because in other countries, they don't give a fuck about the kids passing. And I get so mad. The parents would be like, pass the ball, Timmy. And it's like, I literally told them if they don't want to pass, don't pass because uh, dribble through the whole fucking team. I don't care. Like you're eight years old. That's how you're going to get good. You can learn to pass when you're 14. It's real easy. You know, like uh, for now, learn how to dribble through a guy and score a goal, you know? And uh, I don't think that uh, analogy really measured up, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Learn how, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't get caught up in your subject matter matter too early is what I'm saying, and I wouldn't let people. I guess I wouldn't let like look. Don't do some shit that's been done a million times. But I also wouldn't let people get in your head too much about any one particular subject being hack. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, look, don't do a fucking airline food joke. That's not some new crazy take but but if someone's telling you like hey don't do that dirty stuff or don't do this it's like dude just learn how to get a laugh and then go from there like don't let people tell you what what to do and not to do really right right hack is more if you don't uh, get better like if right. you don't yeah if you start by telling jokey jokes but right you know if you're still telling the same jokey jokes five years later it's like right. yeah and like yeah, and like and like I mean, yes, the same one's not great. But if you're still telling jokey jokes, but they're better jokey jokes, and right. they're because I, I mean, I, I, that's I love jokes, man. I'm yeah. I'm more of a joke writer than I am a kind of a stand up. My I, my and I'm not a one liner guy, really. I have a few, but like I, my favorite guys are one liner guys. Like I love that shit. But mm-hmm. um, you know, just get make sure you're getting better. Now, do you do you like? Do you start with a joke and then build the bit around that? Or, I mean, I'm sure it's different depending on the the subject. I normally start with a premise. I start with an idea that I think is funny. So Mm -hmm. I don't usually start with like a punchline. Like I usually start with like, I wish I had my notebook. I don't have my notebook here. But, um, like, I'll start with um, something that I noticed that was funny and kind of just write on that. Uh, And, like, so so here's a note I have in my phone. And I, I forgot about this. But, like, so my girl had all these, like, parenting books like when we were getting ready for the baby you know Uh, but like i'd read them and then you read the back and it's like dr uh lawrence feinberg is uh, a phd from uh yale and so and so and uh he has uh, two children maxwell age seven and isla age five and it's like wait hold on man like they're not even fucking done. And you're writing a book like that's, <laughs> yeah. 
you don't write a cookbook while the cake's still in the oven. Like, tell yeah. me, like, I want to read a book uh, uh, by a, 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 a parent of an astronaut. You know what I mean? Like, and like, yeah. so I, that I start from there, like just things that I notice and I'm like, ah, that's weird. That's not, yeah. that's funny. Like, I think maybe. And then I'll write that down and I'll kind of try and write out a joke from there. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. Or... Other times I just will take that, like if I'm feeling loose and I'm going to do a bar gig or some shit, I'll just take that idea up on the stage and talk that out. And see. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was one more thing that I wanted to, to talk about. Um, just kind of like the other things that are funny about, uh, about mental health. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about other people's perception of it and like their, their response to it. I always like to kind of look at, at it from a, an outsider society, like how people treat mental health. Like, so it's, it's a new development. Like we're learning so much more about the brain now that we're learning all these new things and it was kind of stigmatized and, you know, uh, there's the, the joke or I think it was Goldman, um, but the, the antidepressants back in the day were like, walk it off and, you know, yeah. just go outside and, right. you know, you'll be fine. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of material there. I don't know if you have anything kind of about that, about like other people's. Well, I had some thoughts that I've never like, I never really gotten anywhere with them. But like I do, I have some writing about a uh, kind of about that, about how like this, like at least this is a great time to be mentally ill. Cause like as someone who's anx anxious and uh, who's like depressed and anxious, like 70 years ago, I would be just a sad coward. You know, like, like they, they, at least there's like better words now, you know, like at least it is a sickness, you know? And, yeah. uh, um, but like, yeah, I, I don't have too much along those lines. I don't know. I, I, I just, it's, I, I was doing a thing and I try and stay away from stuff that doesn't really, I don't do a lot of topical stuff, but I was, mm -hmm. uh, when things eased up a little bit, I was doing a thing that was getting some good laughs about how like, how, like, like being, being someone who's lived with depression their whole life, depression and anxiety their whole life, like during a pandemic, and how I'm like, I'm 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 the one-eyed man in the land of the blind, you know. Like it's like I've I've been afraid to go to the grocery store for twenty years. Like this, <laughs> I was built for this shit. I haven't gone outside. I haven't gone outside since fucking two thousand and four. I don't know what you guys are complaining yeah. about. Yeah. So, but that you know, I don't know. But I I I do have to go because uh, yeah, got, it's my shift with the baby. I gotta I gotta take the baby. Yeah, all right. I just look at it. She doesn't do a lot yet. I just look at her. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's important. That's an important. Mm -hmm. uh, was that in the parenting book? Yeah, my uh, fiance. I you might notice I interchangeably call her my girlfriend, my wife, and my fiance because I just consider us married. Cause I feel like having a kid is the same. Yeah. But, uh, so, but anyway, she gets mad at me cause I do a lot of, uh, like, uh, I, I think it's, I, I do a lot of like 
experiments with the kid, like uh, to see, like I've got a regiment going, I'm trying to get it walking. And uh, cause I don't know, maybe it's just cause people don't try, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. <laughs> people have never tried to get kids walking. So I've got, I've got her up walking where I, I it, it requires quite a bit of aid for me. I briefly put her head in the freezer while I was getting some ice out because <laughs> I said, as I said to my girl, I go, she's never felt that cold before. That's got to be interesting. It's I was just for a millisecond because my girlfriend got so mad. I go, it's for a millisecond. That's interesting for her. She never, that's new. And she goes, you can't put a baby's head in the freezer. I go, yes, you can. She loved it. She loved it. <laughs> so, Tell me your first word, cold. Well, she's, yeah, she's banned because she really likes hardcore rap music, uh, the baby. <laughs> Honestly does. Like, won't go to sleep, and then I'll put on the the rap that I like, and she goes right to sleep. That's and my so girlfriend weird. is having some trouble with it, because she's like, I don't want her for, like, you You got to get the edited version of some of the, like, I don't, we got we got to be careful <laughs> with, with some of these words. And I'm like, it's fine. Should be Like fine. what? Like, for example. Brother Lynch. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what does she like? Is yeah. it like Wu Tang Clan? She likes she likes Ghostface a lot. She <laughs> her Ghostface is her favorite member of Wu Tang. Um, <laughs> she likes uh, she 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 likes. Uh, we were listening to uh, Tribe Called Quest. She likes that. Uh, she likes uh, Joiner Lucas. She got a great taste in rap. Uh, yeah. Jay Z, <laughs> Jay-Z Tupac, Nas. I'm I'm kind of like a. Uh, she like Gangstar quite a bit. Uh, yeah, she got <laughs> yeah. very eclectic taste. Wonder, well versed in hip hop. That's that's fun. Yeah, skip the nursery rhymes and just get right to the real stuff. Get right yeah. to the real stuff. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, she'll be much better off for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any anything you want to plug? Social media. Um. You can check out the Rad Dudecast. I host that with uh, Greg Stone and Anthony DeVito. That's available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can follow me, uh, Airbud, E-Y-R-E-B-U-D, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, uh, you can follow, I think, Real Brendan Air or The Real Brendan Air. Whoever it is, just make sure it's me, but on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. That's my most successful social media platform. I don't really look at it anymore because I ran out of clips until the COVID's over. But uh, uh, you could do that. And then I will be uh, at uh, the the great, uh, one of my favorite clubs, the Comedy Attic in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, February 27th or 28th. It's a Friday and Saturday, I think 27th and 28th. Ooh, I think hey. this will be coming out right before that. Too, oh, so. perfect. And thank yeah. you guys so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks man. for being on, man. It was very insightful. Hold on. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you think it was boring? Do you think it was good enough? Dude, I was engaged oh, yeah, was the whole good. time. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. I'll do it again. I'll fucking do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, we'll, we'll set you up with something else. Uh, yeah. When, when you finish the bit, no, it'll actually be kind of cool to, to come back and kind of look no, at I'm it. No, I'm saying I'll do this exact episode again right now. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> word for word. Yeah, we'll do a read. No, we're not word for word. We got to change it. We got to spice yeah, right. this thing up. Jeremy, how was it? It was great. Not enough act outs, but yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck me. I yeah, right. I got More a, crowd work. I could have humped my uh, Muhammad Ali poster behind me. Right. <laughs> yeah. We were wondering when that was going to happen. It was like yeah. Chekhov's gun. It was like, oh, you got to <laughs> the poster. Have you played uh, mm-hmm. Fish Scale for your daughter yet? What's that? 
You're yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I have actually, but now my wife's cracking. Yeah, I, she also likes Sublime. She likes hardcore Man. rap and Sublime. All across the board. <laughs> Steve, any uh, any parting thoughts this evening? Uh, I can't think of anything off the bat. All right, cool. Uh, all right, well, Brenda, thanks for joining the podcast, uh, and thank you for helping us prove that no matter whether the word is demonstrably or demonstratively or whatever. Demonstratively. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> now now I'm confused as to what's real. And yeah. <laughs> whether you're thinking of diving off the Golden Gate Bridge, remember that when it comes to mental health, you can laugh at that. Special thanks to Gold Knox Studio. You can find... Golden Ox Studio for all your podcasting needs at goldenoxstudio.com. Hit up Jeremy. He is fantastic to work with, professional. Uh, He makes podcasting easy. And uh, if if you've been kicking the tires on starting your own podcast, definitely give Golden Ox Studio a look. If you'd like to weigh in on today's topic, follow us on Twitter at YouCan'tLaughPod. Or like us on Facebook if you can't laugh at that and tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation, is what I'm saying. All right. Bye.